Perhaps I extended my power too quickly. They were able to overcome a shade of my former self. Quite impressive. But their pitiful displays of compassion will be the end of them. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor. And I'm sitting here on a new chair, and I'm I'm so happy about it. Already? Yeah, Are yeah. I, I like bought it second hand. I bought a new chair second hand from an office supply store in Houston. I finally am the proud owner of a Herman Miller Aeron that I've been wanting for ages. I'm very, very excited about it. I've been How, recording uh, in essentially a folding chair. And my back has been killing me because I've been working in it too. I haven't like had a proper task chair in forever. And I work in this chair for eight to 10 hours a day. And then I do whatever stuff for the show for more hours a day. So I'm in this chair a lot. Uh, That explains the hemorrhoids. That does. It is. It's extremely painful. It doesn't explain how you know about them, Micah. My lower back (laughs) has been freaking killing me, man. Yeah. Well, you got all the bells and whistles too. So you got like the the lumbar support and everything. I did. It's it's happy. Does it come with a heated seat? Yeah. No, it's mesh, so I can fart silently. Oh, Hell yes. oh perfect. Right? It's the best. Also, it's proper buttock aeration. It doesn't look like it has like a really good back to it, though. Could you get some of those cab driver beads and just sling it over the back? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, and I bought some, um, some uh, rollerblade casters. I remember you telling us about that. The first thing I thought or I said was, are you going to take it to some sweet half pipe? <laughs> <laughs> did say that. I said, somebody said Trevor doesn't do anything halfway. It's an all the way pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Grind some sweet rails. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's what I do every morning because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> Ripping and grinding are two very different oh, things. I'm yeah. sorry. Nomenclature mistake. I apologize. Have you guys seen the Venn diagram? Yeah. <laughs> where it goes strippers and giants. Grinding and then bones where they to intersect. make their bread. Yeah, it's grinding <laughs> men's bones to make I their bread. I was thinking of that same thing the other day. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to fit it in. It's a good one. I had a, I had a dream about cigarettes the other night. Uh, <laughs> and I smoke a lot of weed, so that tells you something. Uh, <laughs> Normally, I don't dream at all, but uh, the Cravens <laughs> were strong. Uh, but beyond that, uh, this week, usually when we go to bed, we leave the lights on downstairs. And I say we, but I mean my my girlfriend, because I guess she wants the dogs to be able to see or something. They can see in the dark. She knows that, right? Uh, she's aware. Wolf. <laughs> okay. She's a werewolf. She needs the light. <laughs> yes. Um, and we also, uh, we, we leave them out during the day because uh, the, the puppy is old enough now. Uh, like a year and a half that she's not going to like chew on things. Or at least I thought until she chewed a piece of the drywall the other day. That was cool. But uh, uh, we we uh, I decided to like leave something on the TV for them while I was while we're both out at work during the day. Kind of like uh, how Trevor used to leave NPR on for his dogs while he was at Still work. Still do. And uh, I turned on the TV and my smart TV. The first thing I turned on. Uh, uh, anybody want to want to take a guess? Was it Dove? You- no, you're not going to get it. I can guarantee I'll, I'll give everybody Milan. like 10 guesses and you're not going to figure out what <laughs> channel I found. The first thing I turned on on my TV. Telemundo. Uh, celebrity wife swap. <laughs> no. Uh, celebrity death no. match. No, no. It's, it's not <laughs> any of that. No, there is, a, there is a channel that is just Baywatch. Oh! And <laughs> uh, I started, I, I turned it on and I was like, oh, this is funny because I remember being a kid and watching the 
uh, SpongeBob movie, and then there's this really, really long part with David Hasselhoff in <laughs> yes, it. And right. I, had, I had no idea who that was as a child. Then I was like, "Oh, it's the kid from the SpongeBob movie." <laughs> so I watched it for a little bit, which turned he was into vacationing me. at the uh, amusement park Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I was, uh, I, I watched for a while to be like, "Haha, this is funny." That's David Hasselhoff, and then it turned into me unironically watching it. Uh, <laughs> what like in the morning when I would get up. And like the TV would be on. So I'd like take the dogs outside and then I'd like sit down groggy and then just look at the TV and be like, God, there's so much fucking happening on this beach in California right now. (laughs) Like there's so much going on all the time. Like Mitch Buchanan almost dies like weekly. (laughs) He's just a lifeguard. But he's like, I watched an episode like someone like trapped him in a a lighthouse, like a, a lifeguard tower and tried to burn it down. Another time he got mugged at gunpoint for his truck on the beach. Like it's happening (laughs) all the time at this beach. And also Pamela Anderson is in the TV show, which I didn't know until somebody was like talking to me about Pam and Tommy, (laughs) which is this new TV show that's out on great shows. Yeah. I yeah. ju- I've never I don't know I didn't know her from anything else besides that and then my girlfriend mentioned it and I was like oh wow and then I watched that I I saw the the ad for Pam and Tommy and I was like man they did a really good job for casting she looks, she looks a lot like yeah. Pamela Anderson also they just came out with a Netflix series called the dark side of the 90s and yeah. they have a whole episode about Baywatch and Pamela Anderson it's nuts I refuse to watch I, it because I can't tarnish my rosy view of the 90s um what nothing was ever good trevor get over it jesus old (laughs) jesus old (laughs) you're like what four months younger than me jesus (laughs) nothing was ever good everything you you think is good it's not everything is problematic (laughs) at some level (laughs) just just embrace the filth it's like me waking up mate waking up like you know going out in the really early 90s in a in a coma and waking up in the early 2000s and being like, Hey, what's going on with Paul Rubens? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was, um, that was something that happened earlier this week is I, I left Baywatch on for my dogs and then Baywatch watched me in the morning. Yes. I was almost late to work. One if day you stare too because, deeply into the Baywatch, the Baywatch is you. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to say that David Hasselhoff was a, a an attractive man. Oh, so. he's a hunk. He was super hot. Yeah. You've been he hot. Has, I, I, so he has hassled you. He has. I will say yeah. lifeguards here are not that caring. Lifeguards <laughs> could give a <laughs> shit no? if I no? live or die. Also, do you want to oh, know yeah. something? Do you want to know something about Baywatch? The montages, there's slow motion montages. Of course there are, but they go on forever. <laughs> so like thirty percent of the show, like there'll be a scene where like they're doing a cookout, and then it's like, <laughs> and then like just like shots and a little montage of it being like slow motion, and then some super fucking eighties or nineties song, and you'll be like, ah, this is funny, or this is a moment, this is a part of the TV show, and then it's like that for four minutes. It's <laughs> so like that, no that- dialogue. Nothing, just like shot by shot of the cast of Baywatch, like cooking a turkey or some shit like that on the beach. <laughs> I want to know where their payroll comes from. I, they had, there's like the budget for that show is huge. No, 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 no. The, no, no. It wasn't. I mean, like, no? IRL, IRL, you know, yeah. if they were a real organization of lifeguards, where does their pay come from? Is it the city? Is yeah, it the it's, beach? A, it's, it's the city. No, it's the city. Lifeguards. I, w- I was almost a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard at, a, at an amusement park. And How we I, know Trevor we is know. old. 
<laughs> we had to, we had to, we trained with actual lifeguards. And I, I was going to be a, li- a beach lifeguard because I was, I was one of those things where I was like, I'm almost died a million times. I want to be the right in this world and, and fuck all the lifeguards <laughs> over because none of them are helpful. And I was like, I'm going to be helpful. Uh, but it's all the city. So depending on each city and that's how it's so funny, like near me, there's a city called Newport beach and there's a lifeguard tower like every 15 yards. And there's like one lifeguard. Cause the city is like, fuck paying these lifeguards. We have like 40 towers. <laughs> None of them are going to be filled ever. But then like three, two, two or three cities down the beach, it's like six lifeguard towers. And there's two lifeguards per tower because that city wants more protection because maybe they get more people or whatever. I have so never seen city. a lifeguard in Galveston beach <laughs> no. anywhere because it's God's country of Texas. And if you go in that shit water and drown, that's on you. <laughs> I will never, ever forget. I was probably 11 years old and I was boogie boarding and there was like a really, really, really high wave warning, like really high. But I was at the beach every day. Like I lived at the beach. I got there at 6am and I left at like 4pm. I was just there every day. And the lifeguards knew us, me and my group of friends. And they were like, hey, everybody, like, you can't go in the water today. Like, the swell is really high. And we showed up with our boogie boards. And everybody's like, oh, everybody's just standing, sort of watching the waves. And we walk up to the lifeguard and we're like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you're like, people aren't allowed in. I was, and we literally looked at them and we were like, but we're here every day. And they just went, you're right. Go ahead. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so they was like, they were like 15 foot waves. These were huge waves crashing on the shore and the lifeguard was just like right on these little kids can just go and fucking die and a <laughs> yeah. whole beach full of people are just gonna watch and no one's gonna save them and these fuckers <laughs> badger me every day if one yeah. of them drowns that's 30 percent less annoyance yeah and there was a six of us and it was like it, it, we felt like we were on a tv show because all the everybody on the beach was watching us and we were it was getting fucking pummeled my buddy broke his leg he got <laughs> fucking broke his leg and the lifeguard <laughs> The lifeguard didn't even help it. It's just like, I, he warned you. Like, what yeah. do you want? <laughs> true, hey, very true. Hey, are you drowning? Oh, you broke your leg? Okay, you're not drowning though, right? All right. Um, you're not going to believe this, guys, but uh, I was a lifeguard for like five years. I don't believe <laughs> you it. You know what, you dude? Should. Dude, beach balls are super I, buoyant. I, like, Todd, Todd, being an aquatic mammal doesn't count. <laughs> How Listen. can you have this many years doing different things with the age that you are? I'm super old. Have we not established Merman that? You're under 40. <laughs> I, I, I got my first job when I was 16. So did I. <laughs> guess what? It was a lifeguard. Yeah. Uh, that was my first official on the payroll job, I should say. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was a lifeguard at the community center by uh, Joe. She yeah. knows that sweet place. Yeah. I was a lifeguard for five years there. Not continuous, but yep. Did you ever have to save anyone? Uh, yeah. And they're all really embarrassing. <laughs> uh yeah no the it, being a lifeguard is Here, not a butt chug this tang you'll be all better in a minute no <laughs> no no i don't want to talk about them because they're actually pretty embarrassing and not okay to talk about but uh there were a couple times where we've had to call the police because of uh, uh locker room shenanigans and not in the fun way um shenanigans yeah in midland uh, My yeah go figure um and then uh is that the local glory hole maze no, no, that's way too far away. It is, it is one of them. It's just not local for me anymore. Maze um, question mark. <laughs> also, but, uh, a lifeguard in Midland. Yeah, and uh, like, so at the pool, it, it was at the a community, community center. center. They also have lakes. But um, what? But the best thing to do was when you got sick of all the birthday parties or whatever that were overloading the pool, was to go to the uh, vending machine, buy a Snickers bar, and hold on to it until it starts to melt, and then send it down the slide. <laughs> 
then you get to scream brown trout and kick everyone out of the pool. And there oh were there was God. more than one time where uh, when you leave that that pool, you can look inside from the outside. There's just like a massive line of windows, and all the kids would line up to see what we were doing, and we'd be like faking dumping chemicals in to shock it and everything. And uh, more often than once, it was me or one of the other guards would reach in and grab it and take a bite out of it and just smile at them. <laughs> Just, just to let them know that we ruined Are you Rodney time. Dangerfield and That's Caddyshack? Yeah. yeah, it was oh bad. That I, was Rodney I, Dangerfield and Caddyshack, right? No, that was... Uh, <laughs> that was No, it wasn't Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, yes, he was, was it? in it. He was in it, but I'm trying to remember which character actually What's ate the, the baby name? Ruth. Jesus. Mm, Bill, I know Ch- Bill Murray's Chevy in it. Chase? Bill Murray, Chevy thank Chase. you. Bill it was Murray. Bill Murray? Oh, yeah, so Bill you, Murray. You're going to have to cut me out of there because everybody's going to hate me for being wrong on that one. Just cut in Bill Murray. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you can just cut that little bit of dialogue and move it. Use my voice back again. <laughs> <laughs> use, use somebody else's voice. Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Bill Murray. But yeah, that was my time as a lifeguard. I have some awful, awful stories, but it's not that hard to be a lifeguard. Even Micah could do it. In fact, he'd probably be adept at it. He could swoop in and just pull oh, people say, straight out the water. Well, I, I have a pretty good swimmer, but uh, <laughs> no, like my my sixteen year old uh, job experience was working at McDonald's. So uh, I did that in college for like three months. Yeah, it it was. I worked there for about a year. Um, as far as first jobs go, it, it could be much worse, but it's not a good job. It sucks. You come home smelling like grease and shit every night. It was awful. Uh, I hope I come home smelling like grease and shit every night. Like if uh, I'm remembering this exact one day where um, he said that they, like it's uh, present tense, <laughs> <laughs> where like they were getting the septic tank cleaned uh, at the uh, the McDonald's. And, well, that's one um, of two. and like it, it, they just like had it open. So the smell was pervading through the entire restaurant, but they kept the restaurant running. And so all of these like fucking chuds from Perry, Michigan, they still need their, their goddamn Big Macs. So they're like, they're coming to the McDonald's and it smells like shit. It smells like a toxic waste disposal site, but God damn it. They need their Big Macs. And uh, I nearly vomited. I just like that a McDonald's had a sub, had a septic tank. How rural was that? It's it, it, it's Perry, Michigan. Yeah, but I mean, like they have to be near something. There were they I were figured, near six gas stations, all within a quarter mile of each other. Yeah, uh, and four of them. I've, nice shit, you not about three hundred feet. Well, I figured you guys would just pipe it into a creek or something. It, it, <laughs> gas stations are were the uh, were the main export. Yeah, well, I thought it was crippling depression. I mean, that's <laughs> meth. You're forgetting that. No, that's actually an import. Sorry, Trevor, you're confused. (laughs) Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything. But it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord wolferintent.com slash discord. Now, let's get back to the show. You know what else is cripplingly depressing? What happened to poor Borbo last episode? Is it? Because that was uplifting. Yeah, it was was a mercy killing. 
Well, yes, but like the 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 situation that got him there was pretty oh, depressing. True. His backstory. Yeah, we've had we've had a bummer kind a uh, couple of episodes, like right two episodes ago with the uh, with the Mifflets, now with Borbo. Yeah, yeah. man. Was it the beginning of last episode with the Mifflets though? That no. was the beginning. No, that Be- was in episode thirty. Thirty one is the not the end of thirty one is uh, bite bite being dead. Oh no! Oh bite bite. So sad. Ripped to a real one. Yep. He was ripped a real new one too. Ugh. You're not no. incorrect. It is the way it is. I was about to give the recap, and I feel like I'm completely wrong then, because I thought that last episode began with you entering the gauntlet and fighting the thing, but that was two episodes ago? Yeah, we yes. were already in the yeah. gauntlet. Oh, yeah, my God. That was two episodes ago. We ended yeah. we, we ended with yeah. Kashak uh, trying to move the sword, and then last episode we fought the Blood Lady and then moved over to the other uh, house and the auxiliary, building. the auxiliary building. Thank you. I'm so glad and. somebody remembers this. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, just sent him to his great beyond via the mall. Yeah, we sent him mm-hmm. to the mall. We sent yeah. him to the mall. <laughs> Which is honestly <laughs> where many things go to die if you think about it. So. That's a little bit now sad of, though. It's of like how, how to know die. if your GM has clinical depression. Is, is, is Borbo a Sears? <laughs> no. Orange Julius. Sears outlet. No. <laughs> Looting a mall, like post-apocalypse style, is heaven for goblins. That is that is canon. That's mm-hmm. what happens. Wait, seriously? No. Yeah. They, they love junk and, and trinkets and stuff. You oh, know, looting a mall. I get it. Okay. See, I was going too literal. I was thinking M-A-U-L and not going with the actual joke that we were doing because I'm a dumbass. No, it's too heavy. <laughs> Speaking of too heavy, Trevor, 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 Trevor. I feel, I feel like I'm soulless talking about a wish. I was just going <laughs> to reference that. I, d- I, I didn't even realize we were pulling Micah's leg that entire episode until he was like, all right, so like, what mechanic do I use to do this wish thing that you used to That's the about? thing. We weren't. <laughs> we're just going. That's the just best going. part of all of that. I own it. I own it. <laughs> well, that you were great. able to determine that this um, laboratory was a place that was special to Volok. Um, he is a very vain, proud man. And this laboratory specialized in transferring souls into constructs and other things, which is what he did to poor Borbo before who knows what happened to Volok. But he's been gone for a while because when you first met Borbo, he was waiting for the master to show back up. Volok is gone. We don't know how long he's been gone. You have crushed Borbo's soul gem giving one William Thwomp a boon from Phrasma for doing this mercy. William Thwomp. William Thwomp, I apologize. You found a secret door. You moved a tool chest on the wall that opened a secret door that revealed steps going downward deeper into the gauntlet. You mean right behind me? Gentlemen, what do you do? I'd like to move away from this new open door. <laughs> but love is an open door. Yes, Kashuk, take a step back. If we mean to head downstairs, I, I can take the front, take the vanguard. I'm right behind you, Solus. No, Thank you. to be fair, I had no idea all you had to do was just break the gem. You should have done it a while ago. Would anyone like to listen before we go downstairs? We do a quick perception check, because we don't know. Maybe there's some moaning or some really cold mushroom fluttering. Yeah, yeah we ought to. I could check for traps. Yeah, sure. Let me um, let me go ahead and do a little perception, eh? What accent was that? None of you hear anything out of the ordinary. It's fairly silent. Sounds like dungeon. 
Exactly. Hmm. Dungeon, just like mom used to make. <laughs> Fresh box of dungeon. Well, in the uh, blue box, mom. Only the dungeoniest. It doesn't matter what comes. Fresh's dungeon with love. <laughs> uh, I, I can take point as we go downstairs, if that's what you'd like, just to make sure we don't come across any uh, uh, wall stabby things. That that might be good. Yes. Yeah, we can yes, follow take the, the leader. There you go. Are you going to stealth down? Uh, Are you going to avoid notice and follow the leader? I'm yes, going to avoid absolutely. notice. Okay, so you just got a feat with that, right? Related to avoiding uh, notice. Let and me make sure. I, I think it allows you to roll once, but you still you take the lowest roll. Yes. Well, you're skilled at moving. It's called quiet allies. You're skilled at moving with the group. When you're avoiding notice and your allies follow the expert, you and those allies can roll a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. But that could be bad, right? It depends. Who has the lowest stealth modifier in the group? I'm guessing that's Solus, but... Yeah, probably. What's your, oh, what is your stealth modifier, Trevor? Or uh, this, uh, Micah? Plus one. Or do you just want to follow the expert and they all... What's the bonus on following the expert? I feel like you know this. Let's see. Choose an ally attempting a recurring skill check while exploring, such as climbing or performing a different exploration tactic that requires a skill check, like avoiding notice. The ally must be at least an expert in that skill and must be willing to provide assistance. While following the expert, you match their tactic or attempt similar skill checks. Thanks to your ally's assistance, you can add your level as proficiency bonus to the associated skill check, even if you're untrained. So it essentially allows you to treat it as trained, even if you're untrained. Yes. Additionally, you gain a circumstance bonus to your skill check based on your ally's proficiency, plus two for expert, plus three for master, and so on. I actually just made, uh, I, I don't know, I'm only trained in stealth. I made thievery expert when I leveled up. Womp well, womp. they can at least take your training. Like, I would imagine that if Solus and Billion both have a plus one, that neither of them are trained. Yeah. It would be impossible for them to be. I think at this point in the game, since we're such a low level, that just following the expert without doing quiet allies would actually be more beneficial because you'd have a higher bonus than just taking a plus one to the entire roll. Yep. If that's what we're going to do, I can go ahead and roll that stealth for you guys. Sure. Mm. So you guys begin to sneak down the stairway. Billiam takes a couple steps and the snap that's holding his maul into place dislodges and the maul falls to the ground and then it slips off the step and it starts going end over end like a giant slinky of doom. Narrowly missing Yosef's foot as it passes and it goes all the way to the bottom step and clank and then hits the far wall on the other side of the stairs. God damn it, maul, you're supposed to stay attached to my hip. Chasing it down the stairs. Yosef's just going to stand there not moving, <laughs> just staring forward into the middle distance. Like, oh, all right. So you make your way down Billiam chasing after his mall the whole way, and you're in this relatively long hallway. There's the stairway that you came down. Um, more or less across from about five foot offset is another set of stairway stairs going up. Um, to the east, there is a closed doorway. And to the west, there is another chamber that looks like it's larger than the room that you're in. In that chamber, it looks like there's a light haze, almost maybe like a brazier has been lit. Like a smoky haze in the air. What do you do? Yosef, take care. Can you identify what that is smoking up the room? Yeah, I will uh, approach the uh, western edge of the room. 
the end of the hallway where the smoke is filling this uh, larger room. In the distance, you hear quiet reggae. <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg before the Buffalo soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Any damsel that's in distress. <laughs> She'll be out of that dress room to meet Jim West. <laughs> I can't believe I got that. <laughs> Thank you. Can I cast detect magic on the mist? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to ask, like, what, what do I roll to identify this? Um, you can't really see anything. There's click, click. There's thick clouds of a white mist filling the room entirely. You can't see any details of the room. You can't really even see how big it is. It's a hookah party as far as you can tell. Someone seems to be taking sick bong rips. It's me, dude. Um, okay, so... It, you hear some giggles. Ask, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I smell White Castle? Uh, so, <laughs> it's to ask some clarifying questions, this room is like a, a 10 by 10, it looks like? In no, here, this 15 room by 15? That, that you're looking into yes. is a 15 by 15. The ceilings roughly are higher than square. normal in there, or they're the same? No, it's roughly the same size as everything else, which is about a 12-foot ceiling. Okay, so does the smoke, like, stop at the entrance into this hallway, or does it kind of, like... yes. Ooh. It seems to be relegated only to this room. Like it's contained. Okay, that's not how smoke normally acts. So that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, last qualifying question. Does it have a smell? Does this? Does there like an odor? It smells like fog. Like, you know how if you're out in the early morning and it yeah. just, it smells like a mist, like a fog, like water. Like just a, kind of like almost like a mildewy. Like yeah. Natural musty. Natural musk. That's just my natural musk. <laughs> Um, now can I cast detect magic? Yeah, Yosef <laughs> will, will turn to the rest of them and be like, "This is not normal. It's like a fog bank." Hmm. I don't. Uh, are, do you want to cast detect magic in here? Yeah, actually, I want to talk to Kashak and say, uh, "Kashak, my friend, would you like to join me in a, a little bit of a reconnaissance and cast detect magic at this fog? It just it just seems so unnatural." I will say. That not even related to this fog, as you guys come down here, you can smell a few things different from the room above. The room above, the the area above was like ruined, but it was still fairly sterile, right? It didn't smell dank and moldy and nasty. This floor smells damp and moldy. It smells like, like you get faint whiffs of decay on the air every once in a while. It's decidedly different. Dank AF. This um, this kind of reminds me of, remember when we dangled Yosef down into the, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, like cistern? Yeah. Um, it, it was all, there's like a river running through the third level exactly. of the gauntlet, it looks like. So this area, and who knows how many below it, might just be really wet. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I... I mean, just something to keep it's in mind. It's a wet-ass dungeon. <laughs> it's an ass Get dungeon? A and a mop. Nope. Not running with <laughs> that one. Wet-ass <laughs> is a D, baby. <laughs> uh, I don't cook. I don't clean. <laughs> <laughs> but let me show you how I got this ring. <laughs> Any cash detect magic? <laughs> Can we please have a Patreon of Cash X singing that entire song? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know the words. <laughs> I only know get a bucket and a mop. 
<laughs> do it like William Shatner doing Rocket Man, but in Cash Ex voice. Just a glass of scotch in one hand. Get a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. <laughs> We need that. Oh. Joe, that's your homework. This <laughs> <laughs> is recording. Redubbing WAP as Cash App. Yeah. Like, fucking oh, sound yeah. like I got a tracheotomy shit. <laughs> so, um, uh, gentlemen, this uh, case is not acting like smoke normally does. It seems to be only relegated to this room, but I cannot see through it. It is so thick and dense. Is this magic? Likely is. It seems this wet ass D word is filled with it. <laughs> <laughs> what to my fetchly magic detected? I see. You cannot detect any magic. Oh, even heightened. Correct. Wow. Is it uh, second edition? I, well, I guess it's it's not magical at all. Um. Well, shit. Um. God, I almost took a uh, like a different ancestry that would have really helped with this. <laughs> right now, I think Trevor knows what I'm talking about. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I guess I could just walk into the room. It's could you could could you peek your head around the corner and see if there's a caterpillar on a toadstool? Uh, I I suppose I just don't know what I'd be able to see once I got in here. I would be fully concealed for like so. So let's lift him up. Lift him above the fog. I don't believe it would work that way. It's Does filling fog- this whole room. Yeah, the fog fills the entire room. Oh, oh, it's the entire room. Oh. Do we want to just go to the east and check that closed door before we try this? Or we could uh, do my thought suddenly and toss a lit torch in there. I don't know if we'd be able to see it. I know, but it might burn off some of the fog. Give us something to see. I guess you could also just tie me back to Billiam or Solis again and I could walk in. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Wait, let me think about this for a bit. <laughs> Who has the higher AC, so to speak? <laughs> As you sit here trying to discern what to do, the mist begins to extend out into the hallway. Oh, slowly. No. Don't let it touch you. So, do you want to trade places? Slowly takes up the first five feet. Yeah, yeah. Yosef, uh, y- 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 get back. Everyone, step back. Head towards, I, I, heads towards the door to the east. And extends west 10 feet into the hall. So, I'm going to make a mark where the mist extends to. Right about here is where the mist extends to about 10 feet into the hall that you're in. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, Solus is going to cover his mouth and nose with uh, with his cloak. Go towards the east. Go to the door. Go to the door. We do not breathe in the mist. Yep. Yeah, Bill's backed up against the door at this point. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm sort of reaching behind me and seeing if the door's unlocked. William, draw your other weapon and open the door. I think I could pull out my great axe. I think that's only one hand. I think How did I end up but... right next to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the door unlocked? The door is unlocked. All right, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not even gonna check. I'm just gonna sort of open it, twist it, and open the door. And uh, I feel like we're being herded. I see something in here, guys. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. More mist. Gentlemen, you open this door and you see what looks to be an enormous library. Books on every wall. There's hundreds of stone shelves carved into the wall of this 15-foot-wide hallway. There's a lot of gaps in the collection, 
but there are still a staggering number of books, scrolls, folios. The ceiling's here about 20 feet tall, and it's floor to ceiling with books. Um, it seems to rival um, Morlebin's collection at Old Stories. Uh, probably more books than he has in there. It doesn't really rival the, the Dawnflower Library, but there's a lot of stuff in here. There's signs above a bunch of doors that you can see going off the hallway. Um, and there is a large sign on the south that has a faint glue below uh, glow under it. It says eat at Joe's in God. We trust everyone else. All of these signs are an undercommon. cash under All of these signs Ooh. are an undercommon. Oh, what's so um, who is undercommon here? I do. Uh, I think I do. No, I do not. I, I do. do. Oh, utilitarian. Tovin, I cannot hear you. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Tovin and Solus can read um, a bunch of signs. And as you get to different areas, like if you want to know specifically, I'm just, I'm not going to mark it out to you where each of them are. If you ask, hey, I want to go to the room that has the sign of it. We'll deal with it then. You see a sign that says reading room, a sign that says repair storage, a sign that says a work room, a sign that says safety. One says personal quarters. One says Scrivener's office. One says Belcora's office. One says North Wing. And one says restrict- restricted collection. Are you going to step into this room completely? Yes. Well, right. well, I guess as a follow-up question, is the fog still advancing? No, it stopped advancing. Hmm. I will say that you also see in this room several figures in tattered blue robes perusing the book collection that don't seem to pay you too much mind yet. Oh, no. I'm going to uh, tap a billion on the cap. Like, switch me spots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to peer into the room. I, I guess. Do you want me to roll a stealth? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. I, okay. I think that all pretense of stealth is gone since Billiam just kind of flung the door open, right? Oh, but oh, I guess I, it was just because you, they don't seem to care about us. They don't care. No, they don't care at this point. They haven't really paid any mind to you. You could probably assume that things opening doors was a fairly common thing that happens down here. How many did you say were down here that we could see at least? You could see, you could see looking in Billion. You could see four of them. Four, okay. I'm going to, what, what do I got to roll to identify this creature if I can see it? Religion. Okay. I got a plus seven in that. Uh, natural 18, 25. You recognize all of these figures as undead. Perfect. But you could presume that they're all intelligent undead. <laughs> Not good. Intelligent? How I can assume that they're intelligent undead? They're wearing clothing and they're looking at books. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good I, enough I, yeah. for me. <laughs> Even if it's green eggs and ham, it's a step up. <laughs> okay, well, this presents a conundrum because uh, if they're not mindless undead, they can be spoken to and reasoned with, potentially. Um, I'm going to shut the door if nobody has any objections to that. So I can talk frankly with my compatriots. Can we get away from the wall of mist? Yes, please, Yosef. What did you see in there? Um, uh, click. Uh, so uh, there are undead in robes 
I think they're librarians. Yeah, they look like librarians. But they're they're reading. Wait, did you say a librarians? Yeah, but they're they're definitely undead, but they're not mindless. They're 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 reading and, and just organizing things in there. What? Like librarians? Why don't you fuck off to a Ferasman temple? Let's see what they've got. I, if, if anything, they could be all the more dangerous. Dangerous then. And Solus mean, is going to draw his sword. I I, I agree, what? but like Billion just kicked open the door and they don't seem to care. I'm they sure they looked, hurt him. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't want to murder any innocents. They're not innocents if they are undead. How does that work? We don't potentially they are, they know are by that. their very nature an abomination. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, true. Whatever, Tucker Carlson. God. I want to see this library. Why don't you guys stay out here and I'll go in there? Okay, fine. Solus, you stay out here. If we scream, you can know to come run and cash act. It's, I, I will not stay out talk. here while the rest of you confront the forces of evil. No, I'm not going to confront fucking anything. I'm going to read some goddamn books and you can just, you know, stand here and, you know, read a prayer book or some chick tracks or whatever well, just it is listen you're to into. Me. I don't know what you do. Solus, how many times have you ever encountered intelligent undead? They're far less frequent than unintelligent undead, but it makes no difference. They are still undead, possessed by the soul of evil. I do not believe that's necessarily true. Listen, I'm just saying, I want to say it's my own curiosity and at least try to talk to them. If it doesn't work out and I get hurt, that's on me and you don't need to feel bad about that. But I'm going in. Solus, there are people that are undead that are thus through no fault of their own. They're, they're not liches. They're not vampires. They're not zombies. They have been reanimated. Enslaved. Perhaps. Their souls were taken from the boneyard against their will. They may this or may not want to stay evil. that way. Then the best way to cure that is to release them. Then by all means... We do not leave that room unless they are destroyed. I say we at least open with dialogue. Can you at least do that? You can talk to them. Okay. Thank you. Keshek, are you coming? Yes, please. I'm going to stand in the doorway, just, just, just in case. I'm going to open it, and I am going to step out five feet so Keshek can be behind me, and we're both kind of like poking out into this room. And I'm going to look at the undead there's at least so and to tell the people in the hallway there's two to the north and two to the south and two of them look different at least their tokens do on the map and i am going to look at the one closest to me which is only 10 feet away to my southeast and speak uh are you a librarian they all turn to look at you uh, and uh, they all um, start to like kind of gesticulate their hands and kind of tap their fingers together and lick their lips with what? With their tongues. Like skeletons. what? What do they actually look like? Oh, what do they look like? Yeah, yeah I don't think no. Solus cannot see them at all. I have not. <laughs> I have not described them yet. Okay, you see these four creatures turn to look to you. They have. Pale blue decaying flesh. They're wearing pale blue tattered robes. Uh, let me go ahead and share a 
picture of one of these bad boys. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hmm. They but look aquatic. Imagine him. Pretty, pretty foul-looking thing. Imagine him in a blue robe. <clears throat> and uh, uh, he looks at you and says, Ah, yes, have you come to uh, uh, donate flesh to the canker? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. This is a library. I need you to be quiet. I'm going to start looking at books. <laughs> um, Greetings. My name is Yosef Lovkaruki. This is my compatriot, Kashak the Gold. We have been sent here by the municipality of Otari to investigate the gauntlet and its goings-on, as it seems to be uh, more or less attacking the nearby town with a, uh, well, among other things, a laser of ghost. I do not know who the canker is, and I'm not here to donate flesh. I'm here to talk, if you want to talk. I just said this was a library. Oh, yes, yes, the, uh, the gauntlet itself has been activated. Uh, the lady, and she wills it, walks again in power. <laughs> can I ask? <laughs> and the other ones turn to look, and they begin to advance on you. Yosef, what is happening? Are you here to offer flesh to the canker? <laughs> Solus, uh, upon further examination, we may in fact require your assistance. These people are obviously insane. They wish not to talk, I think, Solus. Get in here, Solus. If they start to take a step, I'm going to produce the spike chain from my arm and with the holy symbol. As soon as I see them step towards Yosef, I step in and step in front of him. Uh, yep, I, I've stepped, stepped into the room as well. Tovin, what's your plan? I will sit behind Solus so I can at least see and provide support. <laughs> Again, I would like to reiterate, to avoid needless destruction, since you're the first undead I've ever met that can speak, would you like to talk and tell me exactly what's going on in this library, or maybe what you know about Belcora, or will you be turned to air? I have to say it's useless, unless you're here to donate flesh to the canker. <sighs> Who is the canker? Yosef, despite all pretenses to the contrary, they are undead. They are mindless by their very nature. They may be able to speak, but they will never forgive. That's a little bit racist. Does, do I need to be in combat to start raging? Yes. Okay, okay, then I'll wait. And I need everyone to roll for initiative. All right. All right, all right then. And here I was hoping that they would be open to negotiation. What was that again, to, uh, Solus? 12 for a 19. All right. Uh, so, Billiam? 9 for a 15. All right. Kashak, what you got? The 17 for a 23. Nice. Yosef? Uh, 14 for a 23. That's going to be a roll-off when we get to you guys. And Tovin? 10 for a 19. Can I get both Kashak and Yosef to roll me a d20? Sure can. Tan. I got a 3. It's me. Tovin, you said 19? Yep. So me and Mike uh, roll off. Sure. That is a 10. That is a 17. Nice. All right. So give me. I think you want me going first anyways. Someone's going to get magic weapon cast on them. Maybe. If you have spell slots. Yeah. I've already spent it. I have some things. All right. So we're in combat. This first ghoul creature to your north uh, steps forward towards Billiam to the south west five feet and he takes a bite and that uh, that's a natural one shit 
Um, uh, I'm going to just do it again. That's a miss. Uh, <laughs> and that's a 17 to hit. Oh, just missed. Woo. All right, so he lashes out with his teeth, misses William's shoulder, goes f- for the second shoulder and misses twice, and does absolutely nothing. So, Yosef, you're up. What can you do to these wonderful, wonderful ghouls? Hmm. All right. I think uh, I already have the whip out. I've identified these creatures. I have a question. Uh, if they're intelligent undead, can they be demoralized? Yes. Okay. I was wondering if that was an option because I like... I, first of all, I just wanted to know because I'm sure Billy will try to find out. I forgot my charisma is only a 10. <laughs> uh, all right. I think what I want to do is seeing... Uh, Billiam have to face off against these two. Let's see. There's four of them. We got to take one of them out quickly, I suppose. What I'm immediately worried about is Kashak to my south. So I am going to uh, move 10 feet over this direction to my south to interpose myself in between Kashak and the other two. And that puts me five feet away from this one to my west, five feet away to the one to the southeast. I'm going to attack this one to my to my west excellent uh for my first action uh plus 10 to hit natural 20 (laughs) give me that damage give me that crit damage okay let me just make sure i'm doing i'm just gonna use the foundry uh because you don't get sneak attack yes i do why because this character hasn't acted and they're not flat-footed I didn't use my stealth to go or roll for initiative. Darn. Yeah. Okay. So that'll just be 2d8. Or it's just a d8 plus four times two. Uh, Plus you have your disruption die because this thing is undead. Does that get doubled? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it does. does. I think it does. Well, I mean, mean, it'll get the the total will get doubled. Right. I I thought I thought I had red shit, but I'm advocating. I rolled a a five for nine points on the D8. Uh, The D6 is two. So 11 times two, 22 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty gnar, man. You gave it a big, sick, nasty hit. Good. Uh, I'm going for it again. I'm going to roll to hit it again. I shit you not. Another natural 20. Another no natural way. 20. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> the camera God. Keeps it's coming it's to you. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. There it is. You see it. <laughs> all right. Oh, see it. my God. After months, <laughs> it's all coming up, Yosef. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh uh, seven on the D8, so that's 11 by itself, and then five on the D6. Describe your kill. Yosef <laughs> <laughs> uh, runs towards the one that he was just discussing with, or, or tried to have a dialogue with, interposes himself between uh, it and Kashak, and starts to whip it around the top of his head in a whirling dervish, and then in a crack. I'll catch it in both of its legs, lop it at the knees, and send it face first into the stones. And that is the end of my turn. Um, I need you to make a fortitude save. Finally, we get to see what the rat can no. do. No. Uh, okay. Ah, this is this is where ah. I get a natural one. Uh, natural f- uh, sixteen uh, for a plus seven. Uh, it uh, smells 22. real bad, but it doesn't really affect you. 
You know that scene in Ratatouille when Remy is just about to escape the restaurant and he runs past uh, Linguini's pot and he just like makes that face. Of, that's what happens. Yep. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> nice. And is that all of your actions? I moved and crit twice. Oh, yeah. my God. Yep. I hate you. That's how it's done. Kashak, let's go ahead and roll that wellspring surge. Well, Kashak is unfortunately, uh, he feels threatened. He's got to do that wellspring jam. That's a natural, too. That is a failure. That's a fail, so roll on that table. Get a spell Uh, slot back. This has actually worked out every time we've done this. Oh, (laughs) a tremor. Not this time. (laughs) Earth evocation. Uh, the earth trembles in a 40-foot emanation. Each creature on the surface must immediately succeed a fortitude save or fall prone. The surface then becomes difficult terrain for one minute. Oh, no. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that's oh, fuck everyone. Yeah. Fort's my that's good a one. lot of rolls. What's your, um, what's your class, what's your DC, your class DC? It's 19. What was that, 19. 19, yes. All right, everybody's oh, got to succeed in a 19 fort. Jesus. I, 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 just I have to roll a 12 or higher. I make the okay. earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down. I, for, it, for me, it was Electric Avenue. Okay, Billion, what you get? I got a 14 for a 24. Okay, you're you're fine. Tovin. I got a 17 for a 25. You're fine. Yosef. Let's see. I rolled a 12 for a 19. All right. <laughs> nice. Need to bait, so you're good. Solus. Five for a 13. Oh, you are on the ground. Oh. Oof. And Kashak. <laughs> That's a four for a nine. You are down as well. I wish there was a crit effect because that's a crit fail. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. A nine, that's a crit fail. I mean, technically, but I always imagined it like an anime where it just buckles out from around me. But No, just you as well. Yeah, okay. All right, let me roll for these goobers as well real quick. Their forts all freaking suck. You know, Kashak, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what visually happens when you have a wellspring surge? Like, does it does it look like a certain way, or does the ground just start to shape for no reason? No, he just feels it, like, in his bones. Like, you know how when you get really cold, how you feel it deeper than just your skin, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this isn't quite right. And then, you know, you get in and you get warmed up again, like, and you feel that itching. Yeah. Yeah. It's he like, starts oh. pitching a tent. <laughs> no, no, there's no boater involved. What's happening? Cash Act fucks. We've already established canonically the Cash Act fucks. <laughs> no, Cash like, knows what how to knows what fucking is, but doesn't fuck. No, Cash no, knows, knows what fucking, fucking is, is and fucks. fucks. Yep, yep. Oh, and fucks. Okay, okay, yep. okay. Sorry. Cash and Yosef were the blessed pair. It's true. Mm-hmm. And we're they, both three. They are a pair, aren't they? All three of these ghouls fall to the ground. All three of these creatures fall <laughs> yes. to the ground. Sick. Prone. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Kashak, what you gonna do? Well, uh... I imagine one of your actions is gonna be to stand your ass up. I mean, obviously Kashak is upset about uh, making a tremor uh, beneath a giant castle, basically, that could collapse on him and all of his friends at any given time. However, as he's laying here, this is after he had time to evaluate a series of books, Right? So he was like reading titles, and I think that he might have. My hope is, and this is this is probably stupid, that he recognized something that he saw. He's like, "Oh, well, that's fucking stupid! What the hell is this doing in this library?" Right. 
and he wants to do a telekinetic projectile and yeet it at a critter out of just vehement hatred for the combination of the fact that he thought they were librarians, they weren't librarians, he was told that they were peaceful, they were not peaceful. He defended them to Solus, having not seen them, and he wants to fucking wing a thick-ass book at him. Like, placed here by the Gideons or some shit, he just wants to be like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Alright, which one? Peace. What the fuck is Atlas Shrug doing here? Fuck you. <laughs> I fucking hate Ayn Rand. <laughs> How dare you, you piece of shit. Show me, quote, a library, end quote. And he's going to throw it at the one that's nearest to him. To the south? Yeah, to the south. All so right. So. Do it. So as he lays there, he will use telekinetic projectile. And I hope it's a nice, thick, heavy-duty copy of just um, Mein Kampf. It's a 15 for a 22. That's a hit. Hey! That is a uh, 2 and a 4 for a total of 10. Nice. That's not too bad. You hit him hard right in the dome. And you, Are you still prone? I am still prone. Perfect. Uh, There's no reason you can't cast spells prone. It's true. And uh, as he's laying there, because that's what he had in mind as all the things were going on around him, and Yosef is just wholesale whooping ass. He doesn't seem to need any help. He's going to look at Billiam, and he's going to say, Absu's <laughs> got your back. He's going to cast Guidance. All right. That's a two-action spell? That is a one-action spell. Oh, and telekinetic projectile is two. Perfect. Correct. So now he's laying on the ground. All right, Tovin, you're up. Oh, unfortunately, Tovin does not have a whole lot going on. I forgot that I spent a lot of really good spells last time. Yeah, you did. Um, (laughs) Me too. So Tovin is going to rush into the room and see all of these horrific monstrosities around attacking his friends. He's going to (laughs) see... Kashak and Solus on the ground. He's going to have to gingerly step over uh, Solus, actually, to get here. Uh, and he's going to attack this one to the, the northwesternmost. I'm assuming these are ghouls. And he's going to cast Moonbeam. I'm sorry. Moonbeam! <laughs> hey. Thank you. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. So I, I rolled a two. <laughs> What's your total? Plus nine for an 11. It misses. Unfortunately, and Tovin is going to shrink into his own form and pull his his shadow cloak over his face in shame <laughs> because this is this is stupid. <laughs> All right, that's my turn. All right, this one you just fired a moonbeam mat to the north of Solus. It's going to take its opportunity to stride towards the prone champion and attempt to bite him, and he gets down on all floors. Tries to take a bite out of goodness and mercy, not crime. And that is an 11 for a 20. That'll hit. Yeah. All right. So a couple things are going to happen here. First of all, I need you to do a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, That is a natural one. (sighs) Oh, no. The muscles in your body begin to seize up as you become paralyzed, laying there on the ground. Damn. At the end of each of your turn, you get to attempt another save, but I need you to roll another fortitude save as well. This isn't the other thing that's got that bite wrapped up into it. Uh, 13 for a 21. You're fine on that one. You you seem to shake off some other condition upon you. Give me okay. a second. I have to make sure because paralyze is not showing up. 
you're essentially flat-footed. You're flat-footed and you can't do anything okay. until the yeah. end of your next yeah. turn. So you can attempt another save at the end of your next turn. The DC drops each turn, so you have a better chance of shaking out of it as you go. Um, And it's going to attempt another bite as you lay there. Um, And I need you to make one more fortitude save, actually. Uh, this, as as you feel a stench waft over you. Also, did the, the bite do any damage to me? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't even <laughs> roll damage on the bite. I was so Look excited. excited is. I was so excited to actually get a condition <laughs> on you. I can see the desk rising in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost minimum damage. That's only seven points, bud. All right. Thanks for keeping me honest. Okay. Uh, fortitude save. Eight for a 16. That meets. So you're good. Right. Um, and he's going to um, actually attack with his claws this time around. He's not going to bite. He's already used three actions. Yep. He has. Moved over. Yep. Moved over. Bit first, first to move. Yep. Bit twice. Oh, I did bite twice? Yep, you did. Oh, mm-hmm. the first one missed. I'm so sorry. I compl- Wait, did it? No, the, no, the first did one it? hit. Yeah. So what happened to the second one? I uh, didn't roll damage? Like I didn't. didn't- yeah, didn't you didn't roll, roll to hit. Yet. You didn't roll for anything. I just did a fortitude save. Well, that's that's not that. I was about to roll for the... Oh, the, okay. The fortitude okay. save is for an aura he has. This thing has an aura as well that when it enters within five feet of you, you do a save or you get sickened. I just oh, kind of did cool. it out of order. Just to be clear, in total, there were three fortitude saves? Yes. Okay. All right. For one enemy. There was a paralysis save. There is a disease that this thing carries, and Ooh. he's got an aura. Okay. Okay. And he's going to make one more. No, he's hungry. Here come another jaw attack. That's a 14 to hit. I'm sure that's a miss. That is a miss. Yep. All right. That is the end of its turn. He has come and taken a bite out of Solus. He's laying there, unable to move. His muscles completely locked in place. He can see the world around him. He can feel the pain of the teeth rending his flesh, but he can do nothing to prevent it. Okay. Uh, Solus is going to try to move like he's in sleep paralysis and rolling fortitude. All right. 14 for a 22. All right. You succeed. You snap out of it, but only at the end of your turn. Okay. Okay. So you are no longer paralyzed, but you are still flat-footed because you are laying on the ground, and that is the end of your turn. Okay. Billiam, you're up. Yes. All right. So I see the one from the northwest crawl down towards my friend and paralyze him immediately. At the Um, beginning of this turn, I'm going to get you to roll a fortitude save before you do anything else, though. Okay. Then let me do that right now just to... You smell something, and it's awful. My good save. That's crazy. I got the same exact roll, so I got a 14 for a 24. You're fine. Okay. Um, so I see him crawl down. The other one's on the ground in front of me. I, I sort of see Yosef just fucking shit up behind me, and I'm, I'm going to try to t- intimidate this one that's uh, directly in front of me. Um, I'm just going to... Well, and I obviously the ground shook, too, and I sort of yell, like, Do you see what we can do? Stop doing these things to my friends! And sort of non-intelligibly try to scare this thing in front of me. All right, that's the one that just attacked Solus? No, that's the one directly to my north. Ah, okay, that one that has not done anything. Yes. Okay, let's get that intimidation, buddy. Um, He also missed twice. Yeah, let me pull up. Right, he's a loser. Which is a plus six. Oh, boy. 19. 
Plus six, 25. You have successfully frightened this thing. It's cowed by the awesome power of your voice. Excellent. So as I do this, I'm, I have Halandra in my hand, um, and I'm going to raise it right up, right up on my head, and I, I'm screaming at this thing as I'm lifting it up, and I'm going to bring it down and attack this one that's directly by north, and then I have the sweep trait. So I am going to immediately, I'm sort of going to come down on this one and then raise it up again and come down to the one that's directly to my um, west, and I get a plus one circumstance bonus. To attacking him, so it's sort of okay. So you're going to do the first, and the, okay, cool. To quote modern day poet Nicki Minaj, "It's going in dry, and it's coming out soggy." Uh, like Kogel, <sighs> well put. Halandra, <laughs> Halandra couldn't have said it better. <laughs> All right, <let's... laughs> like okay, a Kogel. <laughs> first attack. First attack. Skinless. Uh, 23 13 plus 10 23 that's a crit alright the one directly to your north and the guidance and the guidance too correct and the guidance so yeah I guess 24 Um, so yeah that's the one directly to my north bring Halandra down right onto it I'm gonna roll it on uh, on foundry because it adds the crit into it and 14 points of damage and that's at the crit Um, and then does that include your yeah, fire? It does. Excellent. And it does. Yeah. Excellent. That is also going to do some persistent damage to this thing. Right. Yeah. Excellent. And then, so, uh, and then, yeah. So then I'm going to go. Go ahead. And that'll be a. I can't remember. Did I? That's a one d four persistent damage, though. I think. Right. I think. Yeah. It's one d six initially, and then one d four persistent. Yeah. All right. Let we'll roll that when it when it comes up at the at the at when it's its turn. Okay, perfect. Um, and I, the guidance is a one-time use, right? So it would right, I wouldn't exactly. get guidance on the second hit. Okay, but okay. you get the sweet benefit, right, so, so you get a plus is, one. Yes, so it's a plus six instead of a plus five. Natural twenty. Woo! Are you I can, Jesus? Eh, eh, I I can I can take a I picture and send it. I, I can't trust move you, my Ray. camera. I yeah. trust you. Twenty. Woo-hoo-hoo! Okay. Sweet. Oh my god, everybody's rolling rocks tonight except for me. <laughs> and me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How the turn got a 19 tables. and a 20. Hell yeah, well 13 was the person. Alright, rolling critical damage. Uh, I'm not even going to make you roll that damage. You killed well, that that's on a that's on a different enemy though. That's on the oh. other enemy, not on the one I just hit. Yes, oh, I'm but sorry, I did do 28 right. points of damage. Doesn't quite get it, but it's also <laughs> persistent damage okay. on this thing. Ooh, yes. Boy. Nice. God. Yes. Who showed oh up? Oh my Ooh. gosh! You almost that the great <laughs> yeah, use did. of your sweep I, trait too, man. <laughs> Damn, Billy. Thank you. That's I air five Yosha from behind. I'm like, did you see that? I air five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Billy, Damn. That's, that's, that's it. That's all three actions. All right. This one that got winged by a meaty copy of Atlas Shrugged is going to run towards Kashak and make a bite at him. That's a 19 to hit. Oh, that absolutely hits. All right. So first of all, let me get a fort save for paralysis. Cool. I'm great at that. We got a natural four for a nine. Your muscles seize up and you are completely immobilized on the ground. And I need another fort save. As a slobbering, slathering, disgusting mouth beats, bites into your flesh. (laughs) 
That's a natural five for a ten. <laughs> Bye, Kashak. You do oh. not feel very well at all. You think that Tata. You think this guy ought to have gotten tested before giving you a bite. Gross. And he is just absolutely starving. But he's he's more angry than anything. He's going to come at you with a claw swipe for a second attack. Shit. Oh, I didn't even roll the first damage. So let me roll that first bit of damage. I get so excited for all these conditions. You take three <laughs> points of piercing. Okay. And that's a 14 to hit on the claw. That misses. All right. Well, you take three points of damage. You are paralyzed and you are sickened by something. Don't quite know what it is. Um, I'm both paralyzed and I have been struck by you. <laughs> end of its turn. <laughs> All right. This creature up here i'm gonna go ahead oh that happens at the end of its turn so the persistent damage happens at the end of its turn so don't let me forget to do that um but it is going to bite at you billiam with its actually no these things are intelligent it's gonna take a step and flank you with its ally so you are now still on the floor oh you're right it's going to take an action to stand thank you very much and then it's Mm -hmm. going to take an action to move and it is flanking and he's going to come at you with a jaw attack, and you are flat-footed. So let's make sure that you are. Apply- does deny or- advantage come into effect here or no? <gasps> it does, <clears throat> and Wait. you prevent Excellent. it from making you flat-footed here. Good job! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still going to try to. I got you. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it! They're starting to learn the mechanics of their characters. Um, <laughs> that's a that's going to be a mess. That's a fifteen. And that's the end of its turn. Ooh, big miss. It can't do anything. At least it's on its feet again. Yosef, you are up. Can you dispatch another one of these horrible abominations? Huh. Yeah, I was just uh, re-looking up at Deny Advantage because I also have that, and I was looking at it earlier. The last tech line of the text is what confused me about it. Yeah. Yeah, it says, however, they can still help their allies flank. I don't know if that's implying, like, if that like if one of them right. is higher level than if you. If one of them is already higher mm-hmm. level, okay. then it cannot have Deny Advantage That's what I was confused it. about. Gotcha. But yeah, even that's... if you're higher level than him, it can provide the flanking partner for the one that's higher level than you. Okay. Well, I just want like a five and a two. Right, A five and a two can flank us. Right, okay. So, uh, well, what's going to happen is that after dispatching this one to my immediate right, I'm going to take a five-foot step. I'm here to help. Sorry, east. Uh, I'm going to take a a five-foot step to my southwest to be flanking this one that is here. You are not flanking because your ally is helpless and paralyzed on the ground. All right. Okay. <laughs> Forgot about that. I'll let you retcon that move if you don't want to do it. Uh, I guess there's no reason for me to move. Yeah. I mean, here's what I... I don't ever get to do this. Um, so I guess I'm going to do it right now. Uh, okay. I, I want to use underhanded assault because I don't ever get to do that. Okay. Uh, you, you capitalize on the distraction provided by an ally. You sneak up to an adjacent one of your allies. Uh, you can roll against the foe you're sneaking up on, even if it's currently observing you as though you were hidden. You take a minus two penalty on your stealth check. Okay, roll a stealth check against its initiative DC, or its uh, perception DT. Be- perception DC. Because this is a plus six out of a plus eight, because it's a minus two. Another natural 20. I am not <laughs> fucking what? kidding. It is all rocks. All rocks tonight. Bam! 
Oh my god. Yep, that's oh a 20. Oh my god. <laughs> so it doesn't see me. No, it does not. Well, you're able to hide in this case, yeah. yes. So the first part is done. Now I have to roll to hit it, but it is flat-footed to me. Nice. Uh, natural 16. That's a hit. For a 26. That is a crit. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Dang. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, so let's see. Uh, uh, that's a 6 for a 10 on the D8. Uh, plus the disruption, a D, uh, 4. So that's 14 points of damage, and then a D6... Or, uh, so that's 28 uh, uh, before the crit, and then an additional d6 of uh, precision damage, which is a, a 6. Describe your kill. <laughs> uh, this thing is this thing only had 10 out. HP left. I fucking destroyed it. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I immediately, after dispatching the one to my east, whip around with all of the momentum carried, like... Um, I forget her name, but Shang-Chi's sister from uh, The Legend of the Ten Rings with the rope dart. And I wrap the end of the spike chain around this thing's neck and then yank it down to the ground. Nice. Its skull crashes open on the ground as it hits. Hey, real quick to retcon, I'm going to roll the... Let's get you to roll the persistent damage on that ghoul. I forgot to roll his yeah, persistent damage. Yeah, it's funny. I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait for yeah. Yosef's turn to end, and then b- before you started, be like, "Oh wait, we forgot to do that." One d four, right? Yep. Roll one d four for that persistent damage there. Four points. Oh my god, I hate you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that one burns into a hunk of ash on the ground and is dead. <laughs> really. Excellent. So that's another you. two down. Hey, all the gods are smiling upon us <laughs> tonight, gentlemen. Oh my I care. know. All of my friends I, are Yosef, dying. Actually, I, two people have been paralyzed. It's really just me and Yosef. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good that it was. <laughs> yeah. You have one more action, don't you? Uh, no, underhanded assault is two actions. Yeah, I know, but you didn't move. <gasps> well, I... I att- uh, oh, oh, oh! The attack is part of underhanded assault. Well, it's a two-action uh, I know, thing. but the attack is part yeah, of Underhanded yeah, Assault. Yeah, so I, you, I see what you're saying now. I still have more, an action. One more action. Uh, this is difficult. Everything is difficult terrain within 40 feet of cash. Exactly. So I only have, let me check my movement speed again, 25, uh, like 10 feet of movement, give or take. 50, right. Like, yeah. Uh, I guess, and like everybody's already surrounding the one that is still alive. So I guess I will, I'm going to just move... Um, could I use my li- my last action to pull up Kashak? No, because he's paralyzed. He'll just fall back over again. He's still paralyzed? Oh, okay. How Do I know how long that lasts or no? Until he breaks out of it. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, then I'm just going to go like... 16 rounds, whichever comes first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I'm just going to uh, move up, I guess, uh, yeah, 10 feet over here. 16. All right, uh, so you're right to the east of Toven, directly yeah. south of the undead that just burned to death. Kashak, all you can do this round is make a fortitude save to try to break out of your paralysis. I am fantastic in fortitude saves. It's a DC 15. Look at that. Nailed it. Natural one for a six. You are still paralyzed. <laughs> Let's give it a go. Nailed Let's give it another try here. You, can't, you can only do it once. Really, I can't just really just buck nope. up and... At the end of your turn, it allows angrily. you to attempt to break out of the paralysis. Let me verify. 
but I'm nearly positive that that is how it works. What do I have to do to do, uh, like, voiceless, moveless, like, non-vocal, non-somatic components spellcasting? <laughs> if you want to, you can um, recall knowledge. There you go. That's about the only thing yeah. you can do. And I can't say anything, though, right? Correct. Because I got the lockjaw. Yeah, you have to lock everything. But you'll know. And knowing's half the battle, really. Oh, I have intimidating glare, don't I? All that does is that gets rid of the verbal component. But if I can move my eyes. I mean, isn't that what a glare is? You can't move anything. You're completely paralyzed. God damn it. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to recall knowledge. Uh, Let me look at my skills. What can I remember about ghouls? Ghoul librarians. (laughs) <laughs> I, I got you. I got you, buddy. <laughs> Except I didn't... I don't think I opened... I remember that time that Apsu went to the library that was manned by undead. And I read about it in my children's book. Can I use Apsu lore instead of whatever it is you're rolling <laughs> for Jesus, me? No. Diplomacy? <laughs> I'm rolling a religion for you, goober. Religion? Yeah, they're undead, buddy. Well, Apsu is my religion, though. I don't care. No. Uh, yeah, you just know they're undead and they're intelligent. Nothing more than you knew already. All right, cool. I uh, I loudly exclaim. <laughs> <laughs> With the Perfect. lockjaw. Perfect. Does that conclude your turn? Yes, it does. Excellent. Let's just going to kill my characters. Toven, you're up. Can you do something? <sighs> Anything. Toven is going to uh, scream at the last remaining one, having seen the other ones being felled by his compatriots. He's going to yell, You never should have left your shameful sepulcher! And he's going (laughs) to cast Heal at level two. uh, Two action. Nice. Uh, So that's uh, eight plus... Eight plus eight. I got a fort saving. I got a fort saving inside, right? Uh, Yeah. But if What's not, the DC? points of damage. Uh, my spell DC is 19. I failed. So how much damage do I take? Uh, 24. Describe your kill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Max so damage. As, <laughs> so, uh, no, it's not, unfortunately, because I got D10s. Oh, um, wow, okay. So, so Tobin screams that and casts heal against this thing, and you see... You can see it's starting to revive a little bit, as if it were the uh, the sinews are starting to liven up. The, the it's starting to have less of a pallor, and it's starting to realize that it is actually dead, and it just falls <laughs> over. All the all the organs suddenly become viable and also dead. <laughs> you know, speaking of healing to death, reminds mm-hmm. me of uh, lyrics from Modern Day Poet. <laughs> <laughs> and warrior <laughs> Nicki Minaj oh my god Cardi B <laughs> er, sorry yeah sorry Cardi B uh, <laughs> my head game is fire Punani Dasani <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh my god you're welcome <laughs> as you conclude as you have felled all of these undead around you and as the ground begins to stop shaking a trio of ghouls runs in from the what? southern chamber. And I need what? everyone to again roll for initiative. 
but we'll have oh, to God. deal with that next week. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do great. <laughs> yeah, we just have a horizontal life. No, Jay I just needs to, to roll two crits in a row again. We'll be I, fine. Yeah, seriously. That's like not good because that was my last heal span. <laughs> Printed uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo E, used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Role for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Role for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilfie, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. 